The Arena, a multi-platform gaming news podcast, is brought to you by, well, of course, you. If you want to learn more about how you can support the show, go to patreon.com slash thearena underscore podcast. Hit it! That's what I'm talking about! Wait! Okay now, from the beginning. Hit it, boys. Hey everyone, welcome into The Arena, a multi-platform gaming news podcast. This is episode 98. I'm your host, Xpad, along with my co-hosts, Burley of Burleyman Gaming and Turnbase Carl. Burley, how you doing out there in Canada? Uh, doing good. Uh, yeah. We still get we're, the humidity slowly spiking back up. We're not at the 80% yet, but uh-huh. we, we we yesterday we got up to the 70s, mid-70s, and it's like Oh, God, no. Oh, God, no. Please don't go back to the 80s and 90s. Yeah, that's what's going to start happening out here in Japan from tomorrow. We had a couple of nice cool days, but still high humidity. But even the temperature is going to start spiking up again from tomorrow. But anyway, Carl, how you doing, man? Good, man. Usual here in sunny Florida. Yeah. Sunny, sweaty Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Ready to get out of here. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we got a great show for you tonight. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Switch and its worldwide sales. We're going to react to that. Uh, Burley's got some stuff to talk about about Pokemon. Yeah, there was another Pokemon Presents. We're going to be talking about that. Uh, Tactics Ogre Reborn. I'm sure Carl has a little bit of things to say about that. A little. We were going to be, yeah, just a little. We're going to be talking about that. Microsoft is now testing the uh, Xbox Game Pass family plan. We're going to talk about that in the show as well. And our topic of the show, Sony reacts to Microsoft and the potential Activision buyout that's taking place right now. We're going to be talking about a lot of that as well as what would Sony do if they didn't have Call of Duty to fall back on. So we're going to talk about that in our topic of the show as well as our uh, games uh, of the week that are being released for August 8th through the 14th. We're going to be giving our picks of the week. So before we do all of that, and before we talk about the games that we've been playing this past week, here's a brief word about where you can find the podcast. Before the crew discuss what they've been playing, this episode of The Arena, a multi-platform gaming news podcast, and the post show, when recorded, in audio and video formats, will be going to Patreon in early access for one day after being recorded. So if you would like to support the show and become a patron at the entry tier one level at $1 per month, and get early access to every episode and post show in audio and video formats, as well as watch or listen ad-free, please visit patreon.com slash thearena underscore podcast for further details. Weekly on Sundays, the podcast will be uploaded to all free podcast services. Weekly on Wednesdays for the post shows when recorded, where you can find us on any podcast app for iOS or Android, Spotify, Amazon Music, and in video format on our YouTube channel, The Arena Productions. For the audio version, just download your favorite podcast app or open Spotify and search for The Arena, a multi-platform gaming news podcast. Subscribe, follow us, post a review, and leave us questions, comments, and feedback if you like. 
if that feature is available there and spread the word about the podcast. We also have a Discord called the Arena Podcast, where you can join and chat with the Arena Podcast community. And the podcast website is at thearenapodcast.podbean.com, where you can follow us and leave questions and comments as well. For all information regarding the podcast and our entertainment and pop culture-related content, along with our blog and forums, visit the official website of The Arena Productions at thearenaproductions.com. Finally, you can also follow us on Twitter at The Arena, A-M-P-G-N-P, as well as on Instagram at The Arena underscore podcast. Now, back to the show. Okay, guys, I'm going to start. But before we do that, uh, if you're watching later and you're new to our YouTube channel, The Arena Productions, please be sure to hit that like and subscribe button and uh, hit that notification bell for uh, future content that we put on the channel. So we really appreciate that. And we thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much. So anyway, let me go ahead and start, guys. Uh, I just have been continuing with uh, As Dusk Falls. I'm doing a second playthrough of that. That's all I've really had time for this past week. Uh, I did download the PlayStation Plus games, uh, but actually I already have them. Uh, Like uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon, I already have on Xbox. Uh, Little Nightmares, I already have. I've played that before, but uh, I decided to download it again. I might play it uh, again later on down the road. But uh, As Dust Falls has been what I've been... uh, you know, uh, playing again for a second run through. So, uh, Burley, what have you been playing? Uh, I know you were playing and streaming uh, the Corey. How did yeah. that end up? Uh, that ended up really well. I really enjoyed that uh, that game. We finished our first run through of it. I'm going to be doing multiple because it was a lot of fun streaming that game and having my chat do because you get the choices every so often. So it's like basically, okay, chat, what do we think? Do we say this? Do we do this? Do we don't? So we and just I saw of- and I saw that you had a pretty big raid that came your way. Uh, I, I think you want to give a shout out to that person here on the show, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So the other game I've been playing, I know Carl will be happy on this, was uh, Triangle Strategy. Slowly go continuing through that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, I got the massive raid on that when I was streaming that on uh, Monday on the hol- holiday here for us in Canada. Uh, thank you to uh, Stevie Eleven White, uh, ma- uh, partner on Twitch, uh, raided me with over two hundred cool. something people. So it was just nice. a massive oh, wow. raid. <laughs> oh yeah, and yeah. I had to for I feel bad. I know some people were loving and some people were laughing at this because I had a lot of follows all come at once. So you have all the alerts. So, yeah. and you've got so many people in your stream. So I like defaulted, you know, thank you. So-and-so, you know, thank you. So-and-so, what? thank you. So-and-so, thank you. Yeah. So-and-so, well, like about uh, yeah. like 50 times, right? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Cause that now I've over hit the goal. I went, uh, cause I started at that stream at 1396. I went to 1453 followers. So I gained a lot. Nice. So I hit my new follow, follower goal. So now I got to get some hot sauces and kill my mouth on stream. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Man. Did you have your uh, your people make your decisions in uh, Project uh, Triangle Strategy? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, anytime we go up there and you get the three choices, it's like I read them out and it was like, okay, what do we think, chat? And I give my kind of sense of what I think, and I'll, and people will say either no top, middle, no bottom. 
So it, it, it is a lot of fun. Triangle strategy, nice. the combat is really fun, but boy, yeah. I'm playing on normal. I might, I might, I'm sure as I go later in the game, I'm only on chapter six. I might have to drop the difficulty because it gets tough. Yeah, it it's it's a decent challenge on normal. And like I said, new game plus on normal is really tough. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, it's, and it's because they, they scale levels as you go. So like you play you start the game over and enemies are like, you know, the max level that, that you are at the time. <laughs> so yeah, it gets rough. Yeah. That game's that game's cool. Oh, which okay. Where did you go? The first major choice, right? You get to go to either got the name so the the, the sand uh, nation or like the 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 mountain lake nation. Which one uh, did you I, go? I to? went. I I went to the mountain mountain one. I was like, oh, you got to see your your betrothed homeland. I I yeah. had someone in my chat tell me, no, 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 you're dumb. You got to go to the other place because you get a better party member. <laughs> uh, that is true. I would say. Yeah, but you get the not about the, I was told. About I was that. told. I was, I was told, told. I was told what they were. I was like, ah, you know what? You get because you, you're you're engaged to someone at the beginning of the game, so it's like you know what? You should see their homeland. Absolutely, yeah. That was my kind of thought. <laughs> cool. All right. Thanks, Burley. So, Carl, what have you been playing this past week? Uh, just I've still been playing um, Shadowrun, Hong Kong. I really haven't put a lot more time into it. Just haven't played much of video games really this week. Yeah, yeah. not putting too much time right now. I, and I, I, I mean, I feel like maybe um, I'm ready to like move on to something else. I like it. I still want to play it. It's just you know I played the first one. And now I'm playing the third one back to back, and like I'm just kind of ready for something different. You're just waiting for Soul Hackers too. Yeah. I really, really am excited for that game. I hope yeah. it's I hope it's what I'm looking for because I haven't played a, a like a true you know turn based JRPG in like a long time, like a new one. Right? Yeah. Like, I mean, they're not that kind. Of, I guess triangle strategy, right? But that's not the same. That's yes, it's, it's turn based yeah. JRPG, but it's not. Yeah. Your, it's your strategy type, yeah. tactics type. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, it's time to get into our weekly news beat. So. Uh, a few days ago, we got a report from the from Nintendo about uh, the sales, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and throw the link for you video viewers from uh, Gematsu. So uh, we're going to check that out. So the Switch worldwide sales top 111.8 million. Nintendo Switch Sports tops 4.84 million. So I'm going to read a little bit of this for you. So. Uh, Total of 3.43 million Switch hardware and 41.4 million software uh, sales were sold during the three months. It ended June 30th. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and read off uh, from the article here the top 10 best-selling first-party Switch titles. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and read those. Uh, the Number one, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe with 46.82 million units sold. Number two, Animal Crossing New Horizons, 39.38 million. Number three, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, 28.82 million. Number four, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, 27.14 million. Number five, Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield Burly, 24.50 million. Yeah. Number six, Super Mario Odyssey, 23.93 million. Number seven, Super Mario Party, 18.06 million. 
Number eight, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Pokemon Shining Pearl, 14.79 million. Uh, and number nine, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, Pokemon Let's Go Eevee, 14.66 million. And rounding out the top 10, Ring Fit Adventure, 14.54 million. And then wow. they also, and then they also announced, uh, following additional sales numbers, uh, of course, uh, as I mentioned before, Nintendo Switch Sports, 4.84 million. Number two, Kirby in the Forgotten Land, 4.53 million. And nice. Mario Strikers Battle League, 1.91 million. So, and more than 863.59 million Switch games have been sold worldwide. So, uh, okay, guys, what do you think of these numbers? So, yeah, I mean, uh, that uh, Nintendo Switch Sports, you know, getting close to 5 million sales. But uh, what, do, what do you guys think? Uh, Burley, I'll start with you. Uh, I, I'm surprised Odyssey didn't sell more. That, yeah. Because yeah. that was such a, like, I'm not the hugest Mario guy. But mm-hmm. like I picked that up just because like the when the reveal trailer for the Switch and they showed that off, it was like, oh, this is something different. And with the whole the capture mechanic, and then when I bought that and played that, I was like, oh, this is such a great game. Yeah. So I, I'm kind of surprised that that's not taking it. Mario Kart, I'm not surprised, and Animal Crossing, I'm not surprised that yeah. those are were up there at the top two positions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Carl, what do you think of these numbers? I mean, they're incredibly impressive. Yeah, uh, you know, the, just just alone the Switch selling 111 million you know, units. I mean, it's it's scratching that like top. Uh, what's going to pass what Game Boy? I think I don't, I don't yeah. think I think that's the target. Very very close to passing that. I yeah. I'm wondering if it can make. I don't think it's going to make PlayStation Two numbers though. That's number one. It's like 152 million, I think, sold. Honestly, worldwide. I think it's possible. It's possible, yeah, yeah. And and almost, I would say it's likely if they do like a Switch Pro and that that's sort of you know like going to stay the same generation and not change, right? For I the would, next few years, at least. Yeah, yeah. and then I would yeah. say, yeah, there's no reason to think that it's not going to continue to sell as well. It's been selling every year and just pass that number. Yeah, but these these uh these games, I mean, you know, Mario Kart makes sense. Uh, I mean, Animal Crossing, man, I cannot believe that's the second best selling game for the entirety of the Switch. I mean, that's a franchise that went from like pretty obscure, somewhat popular to like ridiculous numbers. Yeah, but that was a booming title during COVID. Oh, as well. I know like, that that, was, yeah. that that that, that uh, game couldn't have launched at a better time, like. <laughs> Yeah. Because that just yeah. it launched right at the beginning of COVID. Because yeah. uh, I picked it up because of that, and then I was like, oh, "Okay, I'll finally try this series." And that game with Twitch, it just took off. So many people were into watching it, and then they kept they keep al- keep it alive with the free updates. It's just insane how much content is in there in Animal Crossing. Yeah, that's something to be said about you know, the current like place we are at gaming where, you know, Twitch streaming and streamers in general's influence, party games, those type of things are 
are doing more, doing better numbers, right? Like Animal Crossing is a good example of that. Even more like Super Mario Party, like 18 million, like that's huge for that. I don't, I don't think any of the party games sold were near that much. And that's that's not the good one. That's that's the thing. That was the first Mario Party. The other one that they released. That's after, not like the most recent one. No, I believe that's the first one that launched on the Switch. Uh, just give me two seconds. And then another, I think it's pretty interesting to see the Pokemon Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl passing Let's Go Pikachu Eevee, which I think says yeah. a lot about like what Pokemon fans want. Like yeah. that, that like sort of easier, you know, Let's Go thing isn't really that popular. I mean, obviously it did well enough, but. Yeah, we're going to be talking about some of the features that are going to be coming to, uh, you know, uh, the the next Pokemon, you know, uh, yeah. coming up here in a little bit with, uh, you know, Scarlet and uh, Violet. So, but uh, I see yeah, Mar- trying to say something there. Go ahead, yeah, bro. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the Super Mario Party is the 2018, and on the Pokemon Brilliant and Diamond, I think what helped it is because that was the generation that really started uh, the Mythics pokemon uh that you could only if you miss some tough tough shit you're gone they're gone you you gotta trade and hope someone gives you one Mm -hmm. so that game had a couple of the mythics you could get really early on when the game came out so that helped sell it because there's so many people that are into getting the living decks getting every pokemon so and there's a lot that were quite a few in there that was like this is your best easiest chance to get it so pick this up yeah and then uh the new stuff i mean you could you know switch sports we talked about as far as what we thought it would do and like it hasn't even hit five million at this point and i i think that's not great for where it's at it's not obviously by the standards of many games, uh, these numbers are still really good, right? Like yeah. 4.8 oh, yeah. million, 4.5 billion for Kirby yeah, are great. But when you look at it as the piece of the pie for how many switches are out there, this is actually pretty low numbers for that. Yeah. But yeah. I, I think of that, of that 4.84 million, Carl, I think probably at least three and a half million of that, at least probably are out here in Japan. So yeah. possible, <laughs> possible, but Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, I mean, and, like, and Mario Kart Eight is still huge out here with the kids. I mean, kids out here in Japan they love to play Mario yeah. Kart. So. That's the well, they one. just released yeah. DLC for that game. Like yeah. the the second wave of it just came out to uh, like earlier this week, yeah. and it was just like they released because that game came out on the Wii U. They released new DLC for it on the Switch. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, Ring Fit Adventures. That's I mean, that's also surprising how high it is. I mean, number ten, oh, 14 yeah. million. Wild. Yeah. But I mean, it goes to show you that you make something unique like that, a fitness type product, switch sports is a similar thing. And yeah. you you make a full-fledged interesting game out of it, you can do really well. And that's that's where I, I criticize switch sports looking at it going in. It's like it's not really a full-fledged like package. It just it seemed very small. If they did the full experience, like Ring Fit Adventure, which looks like a game like I would just kind of want to play because it looks like a cool, you know, sort of RPG as adventure. That's also a fitness thing, whereas Switch Wars is just just doesn't seem like there's much to it. Oh, oh, Ring Ring Fit's a lot of fun. 
I, I did I did pick it up on the on sale. I just lately I haven't had as much time to put into playing the game. But it is a lot of fun just sitting there. I can play, you know, like 20 minutes before work. I can just sit, get a small little workout done or do it on my lunch. Just yeah. at any time to just be able to pick up play and do a little work, small workout session. Like you can play the story or you can do the different uh, activities in the that you can do in the game. Like squats and stuff like that. You have it. So it's a nice little thing of just easy access if you want. Uh, you can have a little story story i using quotations <laughs> or just some just get some quick exercise in yeah. so where do we think uh switch is going huh when are we getting that uh upgraded model probably next year whether it's the summer or the fall i don't think it's going to come in with the, the spring. launch yeah with with the with the launch of breath of the wild too yeah yeah i think that's going to be your yeah. That's a good. That's a yeah. that's a safe bet. I think so. And I think it's pretty safe that they're not going to do like a, a switch two at this point for a long time. No, this will just be yeah. like a yeah, like some sort of somewhat upgrade. And I want one to be honest because I have a switch light and yeah, yeah. Um, I mean it's it's pretty much the same experience as a regular switch in handheld form. In handheld, right? Right. I would like to have tried to play some of the games I have on the big screen. Yeah, but. I know, and uh, we'll talk about this when we get to Pokemon more, uh, that these games don't look great on a big screen TV. Um, so like, I, I would love <laughs> to get some sort of version that can give me at least just higher resolutions. I don't need you to go like, you know, current gen. I just I just don't want my games to look like, you know, jaggy and, <laughs> and low rest. You don't, you, you, you don't need 8K Switch games? Absolutely not. No, no, no. <laughs> I need 12K. Uh, 8K Switch <laughs> games, it'll probably be like 2040 before we get stuff like that. But uh, anyway. All right, you're more, more like 2060. You're thinking well, I'm being Well, I'm being optimistic, <laughs> of course. Uh, but uh, Okay, so let's go ahead and uh, move on. So it's time to talk about uh, Pokemon. And, uh, of course, Pokemon Presents. We had a Pokemon Presents this last uh, week. And uh, the link to everything that was discussed uh, is below for all you video viewers. So uh, from uh, thesun.com uh, over in UK. So uh, Burley, uh, take it away, man. So there was a lot of stuff that uh, they talked about, you know, Scarlet and Violet a lot, but uh, they talked about some other things too. So uh, yeah. I'll let you go ahead and uh, talk about what they uh, mentioned. Go ahead. All righty. So they started off with uh, letting us know that the world championship, the card game, uh, is, as well as Pokken and the main series battles is going uh, going on. It's going to take place in London from August 18th to the 21st yeah. and showing off some of the jackets and prizes. Right. <laughs> so then we also, we're getting a new Pokemon Go Fest finale that'll be held in Sapporo, but players can Sapporo. take place. Yep. Sapporo, yep. Sapporo. Uh, can take place anywhere from the world. It would be possible to catch Shaman during this event, and a number of Ultra Beasts will appear. Ultra Beasts uh, appeared in Sun and Moon, mm -hmm. so Gen 7. Uh, Shaman is one of those mythic legendaries. I think it was Gen 5 Shaman was, mm. um, where Shaman Black and White first appeared. So, mm -hmm. eh, cool for people to go catch and people to go outside. Nice. And... Uh, 
also some stuff for Pokemon Unite. A Pika party will take place on the day uh, when they did the announcement on uh, Wednesday. During the Pika party, all Pokemon in the field will turn into Pikachu, including the Giga Max form, which you'll which was from Sword and Shield. Buzzwool will also be added to the game today. He's an all-rounder with the beast boost ability. Uh, for those that don't know, Pokemon Unite is the basically League of Legends Pokemon. Easiest way for me to put it. I, I tried it, but I'm not a I'm not into like league style gameplay. MOBAs. Yeah, yeah especially <laughs> playing them on my phone because it first launched on the phone, the beta, and then like three or four months later, then we'll put it on the Switch, which was real smart. Real <laughs> smart. Um, but it was a, it's made for mobile, kind of like probably, I'm sure, right? Like like uh, League Wild Rift. It's it, just like it, it sort is, of light version. It, it, it is, but at the same time, like when I tried it when it first came to Switch, it was like, oh, this is much better to okay. play this with my controller instead mm -hmm. of just sitting there with touch controls and stuff. I liked League. I, I, I played that with friends a while back. Yeah. Probably one of the last games I played, you know, like multiplayer, and it's a good experience. It's fun. Yeah. I was going to say, Carl played a game multiplayer? I know. <laughs> I tell you, this is many years ago. So. <laughs> many, many years. Okay. <laughs> uh, then we got some uh, updates for Pokemon Masters EX and Pokemon Cafe Remix. The mm -hmm. Trainer Lodge will come to Masters EX August for the third anniversary. Mewtwo will return to Cafe Remix and can join your staff if you complete the one minute challenge mode. And also, Latius is joining the cafe today, and Latios will be joining later. And this special event today to help you obtain Victini and Latius in uh, Pokemon Cafe. So, two legendaries. And then here's the big news the stuff that we really, that the main really event. Want. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the main event, the stuff I actually cared about. Mm -hmm. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. So Generation Nine. The uh, they were announced. The region is Palda. Is the region? So it's it's taking cues from the Arceus with the old open world, which is nice. Mm -hmm. uh, the legendary Pokemon that are on the box, Cordon and Miradon. I'm sure I butchered them. You can use them to travel by land, sea, and air. So by as a bike, a paraglider, and a just them traveling on water as some device. This was just uh, something, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I was like, what the hell? <laughs> like, <laughs> it is ridiculous looking. <laughs> but th this, this is the thing. I, I do like these much better than HMs. And just, just writing Pokemon is something I do like. This was one of the things in Gen 7 I actually really applaud them, is they mm -hmm. did the ride Pokemon. So you do have different academies, depending on which uh, which version you go with, which is neat. Mm -hmm. So I wonder how the academies differ. Probably not too much, knowing because they don't shoot, change too much between the games, usually. So, Burley, I have a question for you. How how do you think this is going to go down since this Pokemon, Scarlet and Violet, are going to be more open world like Pokemon Legends Arceus? I mean, how is this going to play with most Pokemon uh, gamers out there? Is this going to be something that they really want? 
I th I think there there uh, there's stuff in here people are gonna want like seeing the Pokemon in wild there, love that because we we've all all of us have been hating the okay let's go in grass fuck I've seen Oddish and Pidgey the same freaking time I want something else this way I can see on the on the map what's what's my encounter so I can figure out what do I want to go run and catch, mm -hmm. which it which is nice. But they're, they're really pushing different modes. They're saying, like, at the end of this, they were, like, the normal eight badges and victory road. That's just, like, one of three paths. There's, like, a treasure hunt and other paths. So this is going this is gonna to be interesting because that's one thing with post-game content for Pokemon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I kind of I just get bored because of, yeah, I don't care about catching every Mon. I, I, I start to do it for a while, and then it's just, like, I could put time into like five other games. Hmm. Oh, Wooper, one of my favorites. Oh, oh it's changed... Brown Wooper. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was laughing at What's that. They're like, oh, it's just his Paldea form. Like, he's yeah. just brown. He's barely any different. Well, he's poison type now. He's poison <laughs> type. Okay, water. yeah. That, he better be a new type. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they've been doing this a lot, changing the uh, Pokemon. Some of the past Pokemon for different generations, and in new generations changing their typings and stuff like that. Yeah, the regional. I, 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 I always love those, like the new regional versions. But the you were they were often much more different looking. Like there was like a Meowth, yeah. right? And the other one, the regional Meowth, who looked like completely different. Oh, the Alolan, where he is dark type and he looks in Gen Seven, and he looks quite different. Yeah, yeah I was like, that's. Do why why did you why did you think it's so similar? <laughs> like, right, yeah, yeah that that that's something I don't I don't I don't get why they do that. They do need to change them and make them a little more mystique. And then this is the at the, the end showing you the whole crystal thing, the Terra style. So mm -hmm. this is our new Mega. This is our new Gigamax Dynamax thing. And mm -hmm. yeah, they say it changing typing and stuff. It's neat, but it's like this is something I kind of grew annoyed with with Pokemon because, like, Gen 6 Mega Evolution, make if you just want to play the story, it makes Pokemon really easy. Like, seriously, if you have a decent Pokemon that has a decent Mega Evolution, you just Mega Evolve and you can sweep the team because of the stat bonuses that you're going to get. Hmm. Yeah. See this this thing here. I look at this and like, all right, this is this gen's like Gigantamax, right? Yeah. And it's not as cool visually, in my opinion. Like the giant thing was weird, but then like when you had one of the Pokemon that had the unique the forms. Oh yeah. There was a different name I remember, but whatever it was, those looked really awesome. I love those. And then in this visually, like they get crystally looking, and then they, it looks like. There's just a general type ad. So, like, if you're fire, you get the the candles, right? If you're normal, you get the crystal. Flying, you get the balloons. You know, everyone's getting the same thing. And I get for simplicity, you know, for visually, it's it's easier to do that. Mm -hmm. Hey, Burley, uh, I was going to ask you for the for the the terror raid battles here. See right there. You they're saying, the yeah, every one of them. <laughs> Yeah, they're saying so, that uh, they're no longer going to be turn-based. How do you feel about that? Uh, 
I, I'm a, I'm a, well, you can make your turns go. Like, I don't have to wait if I was playing this with you guys. If I wanted to heal or get my attack ready to go, I don't have to wait on Carl to do you two to do your actions and stuff like that, which I love. Because that, I did like the, I did like the raid battles in the be in the beginning the, what you had at the beginning of Gen Eight, and then the DLC, the raid adventures that you got in the second DLC for Gen Eight Sword and Shield, loved that. Like I spent, I probably streamed that for about fifteen to twenty hours. And just having with uh, two of my uh, regulars in chat, and then whoever the fourth slot we left open for anyone in chat that wanted to join us, mm -hmm. it was just a lot of fun. So sitting there, I could I could see myself doing these raid dungeons a lot just with chat, mm -hmm. just have a, having a lot of fun. I wouldn't recommend doing them with AI for the higher tiers because the AI in these games is pretty garbage. Not gonna lie, because I've had that you've. The best ever is like I did one and I I was doing I think I oh, I I think it was like against a Gyarados and one of the other Pokemon that the AI came in with was like with a Magikarp and mm -hmm. if you know anything about Magikarp all it knows is splash you may get it lucky to know tackle if you've reached a high enough level and tackle does nothing for damage mm -hmm. so it was literally just sitting there wasting time. Mm. So I wanted to say, what do I say good about this? Uh, that that terror terrestrialize whatever it's whatever it is, however you say it. Yeah, as a game mechanic, I think that's really good. Uh, I like the idea of it that you can like, all right, I can power up this Pokemon and he can get a different uh, type that could now make this Pokemon useful in different ways than before. And it seems like there's there'd be a lot of good strategy ways to utilize that. Uh, I just, yeah, it's just a visually, I'm like, it's not, I'm not really thrilled with the way that looks visually, but it, it is what it is. Like, it does make a lot of sense for combat strategy. Well, I want I, I do want to, oh, sorry, go ahead. Really. I was going to say, them showing you using it so much now gives me, because in Sword and Shield, the last Pokemon of every gym leader, of pretty much every gym leader, was the whole Dynamax and then Gigamax. Yeah, uh -huh. Gigantamax or however you say it, yeah. these special ones. So that's exactly. all. Yeah. So I know that's what's going to take with the gym leaders, and it's like. Ah. But, but of... here it's different because if you remember in that you could only do that in those special scenarios. True. And then the raids thing, right? Or but uh, this is looks like you could do it any battle. So I think that extends the the strategy of it. True, true. It does extend the strategy, but I know from how they built their gyms over the last how many generations, uh, the last gym leaders Pokemon in any of these gym leaders, that's what they're going to do first turn, well, transform, yeah. and yeah. Which, which, mm -hmm. like, I, I get it, but at the same time, it's like I kind of whip. I'm kind of done with these gimmicks in the battles for Pokemon. I want it to yeah. be about <laughs> my moves. And my typing and strategize with that instead of, oh, my Pokemon has this special transformation because of this. And the problem is Pokemon never goes consistent. They'll do, they'll do me Megas were introduced to Gen 6. Megas, they added some Megas in Gen 7, but added Z moves to counter Megas. And then Gen 8, Z moves and Megas are gone. It's the Dynamax. 
just just pick one thing and stay consistent with it and add to it instead of making a new thing every generation. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's fine. It's going to be predictable probably with some of the gym leaders. Like this guy uses flying types and then he's going to throw out a Pikachu at the end. You're like, but what? And then he's going to yeah. terrorize whatever him. And now he's a flying type. I'm like, obviously, yes, we saw that yeah. coming. You know, But uh, I don't know. I want to say visually speaking, if you if you uh, want to comment about this game, like, I mean, even watching it here on this screen, but especially on my, you know, 55 inch 4k tv i mean it looks bad like it this this you can see how low res the textures are you can see how low res the game itself is you know it's jaggies in the distance and so pretty much everywhere yeah. i mean i oh god i it's i can't believe that they're still at that level well my, my thing is why is this coming out this year you have you've had beginning of the year you had Arceus. I know Arceus was div divisive to people, but Arceus you had that out at the beginning of Jan like end of January. It was like you got that out. You had Pokemon Brilliant Diamond uh, the Gen Four remakes in November, and then you've had all these other little other Pokemon games in between. It's just like you are you are really saturating the market. I think this should have just came for next year. And this should have been like for the next switch device to shut up the graphics, make it a little bit better. Yeah. Well, be out cool, here man. in out here in Japan, though, it's a cash cow, and oh, yeah. it, it it comes out like in November every year, pretty much, and right before Christmas. You know that that that's what Nintendo is thinking about. They got to get it out every year. It's 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 almost like we're going to be talking about Call of Duty every year. You know, we're going to be talking about Call of Duty, Call of Duty. They have to have one come out every year. So Nintendo is thinking the same thing when it comes to Pokemon. You know, it's like the, the Japanese kids are just yearning for it. There is a, a Pokemon movie every year in Japan. <laughs> every summer it comes out. It's like yeah. it's just it, it's a cash cow. For Nintendo, and it's a cash cow for Pokemon in general. You know, oh, so, it, it, yeah. Pokemon's Pokemon's a worldwide phenomenon. Like yeah. I'm a huge Pokemon fan, and my channel that is, I, I have to say, it's like my bread and butter. That's what a lot yeah. of people go to. And like, yeah. hey, I I've booked off for when this game comes out because that's what I've done with the last couple of Pokemon games, and it has yeah. benefited me well. That's all yeah. I'll say. Yeah, and I get you, Carl. I, I get you on the on the visual point, you know. But it's like, <laughs> you know, I mean, it, you and it I, is what it is with the Switch right now, right? You know? Right. I mean, it, but it's like you and I. We can think about the visual stuff, but these like you know fourth grade elementary school kids, they don't care about that. I guess that's true. Uh, but the thing yeah. is, like, I see indie games that yeah. look obviously way better, but also. Yeah even lower end way, you know, indie games that still look better because they're not using low resolution textures and, and, yeah. you know, graphics or visuals or just, they're not outputting at that low of a resolution. So they need to obviously do a little better because it would look yeah. worse if you did. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But actually Burley, I wanted to ask you, so looking at this now, seeing more of the game, comparing it to Arceus and um, which is, completely open and then uh previous sword and shield which had the open world areas mm -hmm. do you think that 
this game is going to have your sort of older style like designed roots in any way or dungeons in any way or is it just going to be like you know Arceus now I I think it's going to be more like Arceus but you're still going to get like you're going to get your dungeons but like your open world caves kind of stuff like that the traditional I'm sure they'll have like little smaller roots that aren't that big but I'm hoping they're a little bit better than because one of the criticisms with Sword and Shield was that a lot of the roots were just a small straight oh, line. Yeah. It, it, like your 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 Final Fantasy 13 dungeons just walk straight in the odd small path. Uh-huh. And then you'll have your little Easter egg in the cave where kind of like that uh, that one gamer that found in near automata. It was like <laughs> it took like five years to find it or something like that. Yeah. Like the, there was yeah. some kind of door, you know. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I almost I kind of feel that this is sort of a, a lazier way to do things, and it's, you know, Sword and Shield, you can see that there wasn't a, a maybe it was a time constraint that those roots were very simple. Yeah. Um, not that Pokemon ever had like super complex, you know, roots, but I felt like there was more to them in the older games. Yeah. And maybe, yeah, it's like, you know, another way to save money is like, yeah, we can make this big open area that that doesn't have a lot of like fine tuned designed because there's probably amount of procedural generation to making that terrain. Right. That's usually how they do stuff like that. Those big open areas. And then they'll just place things in certain spaces. But like, I don't know. That, that's just modern game design now. Right? Everything's these yeah. like sort of vaster open areas that have less individualized design. All right, let's move on, guys. Uh, and Carl, this one, I know you have some things to say about this. Uh, this game, you know, is, it's been around for a long time. The first one came out in like 1995, Tactics Ogre. Super so, Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, coming November 11th to PC exclusively for Steam, PlayStation, and Nintendo, but not Xbox. So... Yeah, uh, Square Enix, of course, they've been in the news a lot lately. Of course, they they were talking about Crystal Dynamics and you know the and uh, you know Deus Ex and all and how it came to affected their their sales and and all. But now we get this with Tactics Ogre Reborn, which is coming out. Uh, yeah, just another example of Square Enix just surpassing Xbox, uh, whether it's on the Xbox game studio side, not putting enough pressure on uh, Square Enix to get it onto the Xbox platform or, or if it's something that just Square Enix, uh, you know, uh, you know, just uh, has something against Xbox and doesn't want to put it on there. I don't know. So Carl, I'm going to let you go off on this because I know you have some things to say about it. Uh, What do you think it is? I'll I'll throw the question at, at you before you start. For Square Enix, what is in your mind? Why are they keeping this off of Xbox? It's really, it has to be resources of some sort that we just aren't privy to, uh, because there's really no reason at this point. Because it's just like they pick and choose random things. So, so you know, Crisis Core they announced, and like that's coming to Xbox. 
but this one won't. Like, it, it doesn't make sense that all of these, it seems like a lot of the smaller titles and the more, I don't know, maybe because they're more tactical and more, you know, turn-based JRPGs, they're like, oh, we don't, we don't necessarily need to put those on Xbox. But I don't know if they're even making that a decision that way so much as, like, the resource of, like, oh, it's just another port to Xbox One, which includes, you know, Series S and X versions, and even the one might have, I don't know if it, probably not, but maybe they're still doing one X or, you know, who knows what. And the and specking out, because, you know, there was also that tiny little difference between the original one and the one S. Yeah. Not that they necessarily have to do a lot of work for that, but who knows? Maybe that's, it's all of that, that they're like, you know what? Like, it's not worth it for this game. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm tired of it. It's really annoying because... Uh, yeah. I think you would get your money back on, on if maybe not on each individual title, but if you did it on all of them, you know, in general, overall, you would probably bring in the money. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as this game goes, I mean, look, Tactics Ogre was a great game. This looks like a really cool version of it. With the exception of the visuals, I think in combat, like your character models look uh, kind of awful. <laughs> like they're very, uh, they're like, smooth dover like they use one of those like emulator filters or something you know mm. on the sprites and they don't look good but everything else looks great so i mean yeah it's a great this is a great game <clears throat> if you haven't played it you should definitely try it right um what else is there to say really at this point well, let's switch over to Burley. Burley, uh, what are your thoughts on this? And uh, what are what are your thoughts on Square Enix uh, bringing this only to exclusively to Steam and to PlayStation and, and Nintendo? Nani, <laughs> I have to I have to open with that because it, it, Square is just weird. They like they released Octo because uh, uh, just go first. They released Octopath Switch exclusive. Then we're going to go to Xbox. Okay, you're going to go to PlayStation? No. Like, what? Yeah. Like, are, are, are you just dumb? Like, okay, you're going to keep it. Like, I, I got it that it was a Switch exclusive and understand I bought it for the Switch day one and all that. Yeah. But it's like, why are you, why? They are so weird with putting yourself on platforms. Yeah. They, they are a little more harsher to Xbox with just not putting stuff, which I don't get. It's like you put the Final Fantasy 7, 7, 8, 9, 10, 10, 2, the 13 trilogy on the Xbox and on Game Pass. You're going to tell me you're not going to put Tactics Ogre on there? Why Why not? Yeah. Why? Like yeah. The Saga that, Frontier they're, games, they're, they're not going there? Oh, and uh, Carl, one thing for you here that you'll probably like: there will be Japanese and English voicing in this game. So, wow. there will be an English track with it. That's so. good. There better be. <laughs> <laughs> Got to hope. <laughs> yeah, especially. Well, yeah, especially if it's going to be sold out in the West. Yeah. So. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, let me let me just go ahead and uh, from the article, which you can uh, check out uh, below there uh, for all of you video viewers. Uh, I'll just go through some of the. Uh, the uh, the things that are new in Tactics Ogre Reborn, a high definition character uh, characters and backgrounds, characters and backgrounds have been recreated in high definition, preserving the detailed pixel art of the original to look good on HD screen. So uh, yeah, Carl, you can uh, 
<laughs> they did on the backgrounds. Yes, not yeah. on the characters. Yeah, you can you well, can they, uh, go ahead, Burley. Yeah. I said this game looks like if I don't know if either of you have seen it or played it, the uh, the version of Final Fantasy Tactics that they put to the PSP, the War of the Lions. Oh, this yeah. look this looks straight ripped from there, but just like yeah. HDified, which yeah. now makes me want, hey, Square, if you're just gonna be remaking and porting stuff, put that on the PlayStation, Xbox, and everything, please. Yeah. I actually interestingly recently I looked into the differences between those versions. Mm-hmm. The, the original PlayStation tactic final Final Fantasy Tactics mm-hmm. and the PSP mm-hmm. one. And there's problems with the PSP one. Mm. Yeah. There's yeah. some visual problems. There's uh, some slowdown problems. Yeah. So like actually that that original version on the PlayStation is probably the better one. But anyway. And they say there's a fully updated user interface and the sound improvements, of course, as I said before, English and Japanese voices. And Sak- Sakimoto Hitoshi, the composer, also recorded the entire soundtrack with a live orchestra. So uh, yeah, then re- redesigned battle system, unit by unit leveling system. Uh, battle AI overhaul, as well as playability improvements like autosave, quicker pace in battle, new controls. They're just a few of the improvements that they talk about. So, yeah. But uh, yeah. So it's coming November 11th. So uh, maybe, Carl, that'll be something on your radar in November, maybe. Uh, uh, I mean, that, like, yeah. I'm, I'm going to skip it. I'll tell you uh, for a couple, obviously, you know, it's not an Xbox that annoys me, but it's not just that I'm going to have too many other things to play at the time. And I've already played this game. So it's okay. okay. I'm just going to, yeah. If you've already played it. Yeah. So, but yeah, but you could play it on PlayStation. You can play it on PlayStation 4. Play it on my switch. Yeah. I can play it on many places. I could buy buy this if I really want. Yeah. So maybe that's what they were thinking. Well, everybody's got a switch. Everybody's got a PlayStation. They could play it on one of those, I guess. Which is true. I I would choose to buy it on Xbox if I was going to buy it anywhere. Just just me. But yeah. Yeah. You know, okay. Did you got a burly? You want to say something? Let's go ahead. I was going to say, this does make me, I've never played Tactics Ogre. It makes me want to try the game. I don't, I'm don't. i not going to pick it up when it comes out, because I'll be honest, that's two days after God of War Ragnarok. I got Pokemon, and we already have October's cramped. So I've got enough games I'll be picking up in that time frame. I will eventually come back to this and see how well this, this comes out and see if it's worth and see what people have to say, or if Carl just tells me, no, play the original instead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, you know, it's not one of our stories, but I wanted to bring up the, you guys saw the information that, that Square had in a conference call recently, like a sort of earnings type call. Yeah. 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 yeah pertaining that, to Crystal Dynamics and to uh, Aedis. Yeah. yeah. Like the well, selling that off was like, you know, part of like a phase one and there's a phase two of, of, you know, changes to the company. Mm-hmm. And that phase two is about, you know, diversifying studio capital structure and that it looks like they want to sell stakes in some of their individual Japanese right. studios. Yeah. So that they can bring in more money and have, you know, have more flexibility to work on more projects. Yeah. Uh, which kind of tells you a lot about where they are and maybe this is why like i said it's about resources and why like they just can't for some they 
monetarily, I don't know why they just like, we can't, we have to cut corners and Xbox gets cut a lot. And that might not be true if as Xbox grows, you know, as long as someone like Sony, let's say, doesn't buy them right outright, which based on what I was, what we're reading here, doesn't sound like they want to sell outright if they're trying to sell stakes. Um, and when I see, I see this as an opportunity that I really would hope Microsoft would get into and invest a stake into Square and some of the, these developers, because for one, that was that would be good just in general for the Japanese side of Xbox to be like, yeah, yeah. We're, we're investing in a prominent Japanese company. Yeah. We're not trying to buy them. We're just right. going to invest a small, a, some sort of stake, you know, some sort of minority stake. And that instills and that instills better trust between the Japanese companies and with Microsoft. Right. In that case. Yeah. Yeah. Because they, you know, obviously they say like a 10 cents interested in Sony. And of course, those are obvious. But yeah, um, Microsoft, I think, would make sense. Also get them in the door so they can have more conversations. And maybe this would just help them to be able to push to get these games on the platform. Yeah. Well, there's another story that we're not we're not covering in this episode, but uh, it was also, you know, uh, discussed this week about Tencent that they're trying to get they're trying to buy out Ubisoft now. So uh, yeah, they want to stake in they Ubisoft. increase they their to, stake. They yeah. want to increase their stake, which means they would be the majority stakeholders. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know if it was going to be majority, but that that that's something that could happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they the were way- in some kind of discussions with the Guillemot family so yeah. yeah the way it's phrased yeah you never know right but if if they're trying to discuss it they're not trying to do a hostile takeover right yeah <laughs> so yeah. maybe they are just trying to like yeah well we, we're interested but maybe they don't want to sell to them so they're like all right well we'll you know maybe we'll uh try to get more stake but uh, well vivaldi uh, a while back was trying to hostily take over ubisoft and uh, vivendi, you know, that yeah. didn't work uh-huh. i'm sorry vivendi yes yeah, vivendi, uh-huh. vivendi. Uh, and yeah. that didn't work out so ubisoft is kind of yeah they've been reluctant to 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 get bought out by anybody so yeah, which i understand yep <laughs> All right. So speaking of Microsoft, let's go ahead and move on to our next story. So Microsoft is now testing their Xbox Game Pass family plan. So it's only in a few areas of the world right now. Uh, So the link to the article is below. But uh, Microsoft has started to test this uh, Xbox Game Pass family plan that allows subscribers to share their benefits with other people. Uh, But right now it's only in Colombia and Ireland. Uh, so for the Xbox Insider program, but uh, I don't know, guys, when do you think uh, we'll be able to get that out here, like uh, or out where you guys are out in the States and in Canada and for us out here in Japan? Probably here in Japan, it's going to take a lot longer. But when do you think we'll probably see this in the U.S. and Canada? Uh, Carl, I'll start with you. Well, if they're testing it right now, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if it's out by the end of the year. You know, mm-hmm. You're going to. You're gonna want it out for the holidays, you know. Yeah, uh, I I can't I can't see why it wouldn't come to Japan too early as well. I mean, there isn't really. I feel like all this the, the really needs to happen. Well, it might to just make sure the functionality works properly. Right. I mean, it might not be as long as it took for Game Pass to be implemented here, but I mean, it 
like instead of months, you know, it could be weeks, you know. Yeah, there so, could be a, yeah. a small, you know, gap in between right, yeah. the regions. Yeah. But I can't, I don't see why, like, once they've tested it and they know, like, all right, like the system works properly, you know, it's not being, it's not easy to be like exploited or scanned or something like that, right? Yeah. Then they did just can just roll it out to every region that has game apps. Like they, they should. <laughs> Yeah, so basically what they're saying is like four different people can be put on this plan, uh, like four different family members or what. Yeah, so four members. Yeah, uh, the wording says you can add up to four, which implies to four. five right. Yeah, total, right? Because yeah. the original right. plus four, I, I, I assume, I think that's what it's right. implying. Right, that's I think that's implying, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, uh, how much more do you think this would be? I mean, would this be like a higher tier than ultimate or would this be like consolidated with ultimate? I mean, that's a question that I guess a lot of well, people Well, there's have. there's pricing out there information like already in that I think is in the UK it was like 20 22 a month. Okay, so a higher yeah. Which is people assuming that, and based on other information as well, there was a conversion that they said it looks like it's twenty. It's going to be twenty five a month. I see. Yeah, I see. Yeah. Which is lower than I expected, and that's mm-hmm. very reasonable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's actually incredibly good if if it can be utilized in a way that like five people, friends, or even less right. want to share it and just split the cost. I mean, that's right. Great. You could get a great value there. Right. Burley, how do you feel? Go ahead. I was going to say, how do you feel about this and being out there in Canada? You know, I I would love this. Like, this is something I've wanted because, like, this is something Nintendo actually has done right is that you can have a your Switch membership to a family. And that's what I've done with my Switch for the last couple of years. I mean, a bunch of buddies go in, it costs us less to buy that way than buying us each buying our own membership because, like, we each bought that because it's three of us in it right now yeah. we each bought our membership it'd be like 20 something each a person for yeah. the together it's like 40 bucks so it's cheaper for all three of us individual just for one one person to buy it and the other two just give money back uh-huh. so it's the cost to everyone's cheaper um this this i'm very interested because i've got one or two of my buddies that have been wanting to do this and they're like oh, i want to pay like I don't. I don't want to pay the nineteen bucks here a month, just for me. It's like you know what we can do this as a family, and you can get it for twenty five American, so like twenty nine ninety nine here in Canada. You yeah. can get it too. Yeah, great. If I can have multiple people, because then it can cut the cost down for me. Because I just be like, okay, I'm the the one paying for it. You're on my family plan. You kick buck, kick back X to me. And then it came past cheaper for me. Yeah. Do you think that this family plan could be the killer of games with gold? For example, you get rid of, you know, paying for multiplayer, and then uh, that's part of the the family plan. What do you guys think? I mean, they should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How long have we been saying they should just know, kill right? games with gold? <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it's like episode three of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, and just yeah. check. Okay, so here this confirmed what I was just going to ask was it says share Game Pass Ultimate benefits. I wasn't sure if it was Ultimate or not. Okay. So yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, 
all of this will help lead to that inevitable future, I believe, of gold completely going away and even the the pay anything to play online thing, because it just doesn't make any sense anymore for a lot of reasons. One particular being that like free to play games don't require you to have any of these services. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is almost probably the majority of online, you know, traffic, gaming traffic right now. It's like you're telling me that you can allow all these Apex and Fortnite players to play and pay nothing, potentially Fall guys. Pay nothing at all. Fall Guys, right. Yeah. To use your <laughs> online services. But if I buy any smaller game, let's say uh, Dragon Ball Fighters, right? And want to play that online? Now I I have to pay to play that online. <laughs> that makes no sense at all. I I paid money to buy that game to play it, and now I have to pay more to pay to play it online. But somebody who pays zero dollars at all for a game can play it for, online for nothing. Yeah, doesn't yeah. make sense. No, not at all. Okay, guys, you ready for the topic of the show? Let's go ahead and get to it. So obviously I'm wearing my PlayStation hat because I wanted to have fun with that because we're going to have fun talking about PlayStation and Xbox when it comes to Call of Duty. You know, because right now Microsoft is still in the acquisition phase and uh, it's still going through the FTC and everything. And uh, yeah, uh, (laughs) I mean, Sony, of course, they came out you know, saying that, uh, you know, Microsoft's acquisition would have, of course, you know, uh, particular ramifications to the PlayStation ecosystem of people buying consoles, because if, if, you know, Microsoft gets it and they, of course, make it exclusive to Xbox, then that'll get more people running over to Xbox and, you know, the, you know they'll lose money from that. And of course, uh, Microsoft this week has also been downplaying that, you know, arguing that, you know, that, uh, you know, this, they're they're basically not must have games when it comes to Call of Duty. Uh, so, uh, and Sony was pushing back, saying that uh, the Call of Duty games are essential. <laughs> so, I I don't know, guys, uh, but I mean, the topic is basically. If you are in PlayStation shoes now, obviously, Microsoft has said that they are not going to make Call of Duty exclusive. They're not going to take it off of other platforms. That's what they're saying at the moment. But then again, of course, you have the Bethesda deal and now you're starting to see some of those Bethesda games. They're jumping all onto Game Pass and probably, of course, you know, Starfield is going to be exclusive to Xbox. The Elder Scrolls, when it comes out in the future, will probably most most definitely be exclusive to Xbox. So who is to say in the future, after all of the existing deals are, are done, Call of Duty is exclusive to Xbox. So if you were a PlayStation, if you were running PlayStation, what would your move be? to counter call of duty not being on your platform anymore so carl i'll start with you on this because obviously you're you're the the biggest xbox guy of all of us here and uh Mm -hmm. you know being the fact that call of duty is going to be huge on game pass probably (laughs) from from next year 
And then in the future, maybe it will be, or maybe there will be what Sony did when it came to, uh, for, for example, uh, parts of the game that are exclusive, you know, like, uh, maybe some of the, like the multiplayer packages or whatever that were exclusive to PlayStation, maybe they're going to make that exclusive to Xbox only instead of, you know, taking the game entirely away from PlayStation. But let's just think about if you were running PlayStation and you're not having, you're not going to get Call of Duty anymore. How do you survive this? <laughs> yeah, how so do you the- counter, how do you counter not having Call of Duty on your platform anymore? Yeah. I mean, this in this hypothetical situation, because yeah, of Microsoft course it's a has, hypothetical. Yeah. has said that they're going to keep it multi-platform, and I believe that they will. Um, what 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 would they do, right? Well, yeah. I mean, the answer is pretty obvious because they've already, they just bought, um, why am I forgetting the name of them already? Bungie. Uh, Bungie. Bungie, right? They bought Bungie, and Bungie has... Uh, Destiny 2, right. which is obviously a, a first-person shooter. Not exactly yeah. the same uh, in that it's more of a, a service thing. It's it's, uh, it's 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 its own, you know, sort of unique style. But they have a new game that they're working on. We know. Yeah. And if Call of Duty went exclusive, there's no reason to say that, you know, PlayStation can't change their mind and say, yeah, this Bungie game is going to be exclusive. And there you go. But do yeah. they need to? Do they have to? Let's say Call of Duty was completely gone. Yeah. I mean, do they don't need to have a, a direct rival to it because those things already exist. I mean, Apex Legends exists. You know, Fortnite exists. Uh, you know, Grand Theft Auto Online exists. Like these are all things that are competing in a in a similar, if not exact, space. Mm-hmm. Burley, your thoughts? Yeah, I, I I agree. I agree with Carl, but Call of Duty on PlayStation just makes so much money with the because like there's always the exclusive. Uh, they get the beta first. Uh, they get this the like the, for a while it was the maps come out first on PlayStation and then two to three weeks later, it then comes to Xbox and PC and the other platforms. Uh, like, Call of Duty is huge on PlayStation. I think Microsoft's not going to take it away because that would be absolutely dumb of them because the amount of money it makes on all the platforms, you want to keep that out there to get... Because you paid a lot for Activision. You want to recoup that cost? Just keep Call of Duty on everything. You can do mm-hmm. exclusive content for Xbox mm-hmm. if you want. Mm-hmm. But uh, as for with if I was Sony, you know what? You, you do have the the bungee angle, but you know who else you have? Blue Point. Mm-hmm. You know get... what? They they can bring back some of the because so, Sony did have their own shooters for a while. You had your resistant, you had your kill zone. You could do a remaster of one of the good kill zone games. I have not really played the kill zone games. But you could do a remaster of that, but yeah. the big, big bat really focusing on the multiplayer and stuff like that, just coming out, uh, coming out of the gate. Plus, there is that Canadian studio they bought uh, out in Montreal. Uh, I, I can't remember the name. They're not. They're wanting to do that big multiplayer 
kind of like Destiny MMORPG mm-hmm. shoot with shooter elements. You've got that, so you have a have those. Yeah. Oh, is it the Jade Raymond one? Is that that one? Because yeah, yeah. Know, they said they're doing like an online shooter thing, and I was like, oh, I don't care anymore. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Carl, wasn't it during the Xbox 360 days DLC for Call of Duty came exclusively to Xbox first? They they had the same sort of thing. Yeah, it was Xbox yeah. had the marketing and yeah. and the little extra little you know whatever right. nonsense they were doing. And then I they shifted, I think that, then it shifted over. Yeah, yeah. So. I think all that ramped up actually as far as like content wise more on when PlayStation had it on PS4 generation because I don't remember yeah, yeah. a lot of that stuff on 360. There was yeah. like smaller things that existed. Yeah, they now, really ramped the it three... up because. On the 360, for what I remember, because like my dad was big on the 360 in the early PS4 days of Call of Duty, it was like skins, and I think it was like uh, I forget for one of the the either the first or second Black Ops game, there was an exclusive map, but it didn't stay exclusive for very long. Yeah, because, because uh, I remember the public big outcry. Deal. Yeah. So I remember the big deal, and I, yeah, okay, there's probably outcry for that. And then there was a big deal when PlayStation, uh, whatever, whichever one it was, had like an exclusive mode, like game mode, on one of the Call of Duty games that was exclusive for a year. And it was like, well, then no one will ever play it on the, the platform because they'll just be playing the next COD next year. You know? yeah. Well, I think, wasn't it, I, I might be misremembering this, but I think like, no, the remake of the first Modern Warfare was PlayStation exclusive for months. That was yeah, that's that was ex- right. like briefly. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember how long it was, but it was a few months. I remember that. So like, so Sony yeah. had those kind of deals. I, I know they're they're, they're kind of shaking in their boots, but I don't think they need to worry as much on this. And if your whole well, business, if your whole console business is surrounded just by Call of Duty, yeah. you need to re-strategize. Yeah. And well, the truth is that it isn't. Like we know it's not. No. I mean, yes, it, those games are the highest selling games, even on that platform. Yeah. Sure, mm-hmm. You know, but and like and like we said, they're not going away. But even if they weren't there, I mean, PlayStation's not going to suddenly like go out of business. No. but they would they would most likely go nuclear when it comes to the japanese based games uh they would probably try to prevent anything from microsoft getting hold of final fantasy and a lot of the other jrpg games that are out here Uh, i'm I'm sure i'm sure they do with ff7 remake that that they I'm would sure just go so, nuclear so, if if they if 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 Microsoft were to take Call of Duty away from PlayStation, PlayStation would go nuclear on the Japanese side when it comes to okay. trying to keep as much away from Microsoft as possible, or even trying to buy, you know, like uh, studios and and publishing companies, uh, say like a Square Enix or like a you know uh, even even a Sega or something like that. Um, yeah, I mean just. But, I mean, I'll just say one thing. This isn't Call of Duty related, but I remember Carl, especially during the PlayStation 4 era. Of course, I'm a big Tomb Raider fan. And mm-hmm. back in the PlayStation 4 era, obviously, I played most of my games on, on PlayStation at that time. Of course, I had an Xbox One, but I played a lot of my games on PlayStation. And seeing that 
the Tomb Raider game. I think it was Rise of the Tomb Raider. It was the second yeah, Tomb Raider game. One. Yeah, that uh, Xbox got the one-year exclusivity deal on that from uh, Crystal Dynamics. And boy, I mean, a lot of PlayStation people were pissed off at that. You know? Um, so, yeah, I, I just... I, I, I mean, for Sony's sake and PlayStation, I really hope that they continue to get Call of Duty. I hope everybody can get Call of Duty. Uh, I mean, the Nintendo, Nintendo's a different story, but, you know, on PC, on PlayStation, on Xbox, I mean, it's just, you know, holding games away from others. It's just, I I think it's garbage, but, you know, it's a business. Yeah, we'll... Microsoft probably keeps some things exclusive, yes, but I don't think Microsoft is going to completely take it away. Um, but yeah. then again, I mean, you you look at games like Starfield, you look at games like Elder Scrolls, you know, the, in the future, who knows? I mean, you know, so you, we know Starfield is not going to come to PlayStation, you know. Uh, right. So yeah, we 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 shall see. But uh, yeah, if if that were to happen, I think. Sony would just say, okay, all right, you know, we're going to try to take as much of the the Japanese market away from Microsoft as possible, you know, and that's just, you know, a no-win situation for all gamers. Yeah. You know, I mean, Sony is, yeah. I was going to say, Sony's, we we already know Sony technically is doing that. We go with, like, Final Fantasy VII Remake, that's only on PlayStation and PC. Like, I, I I know Sony is doing some stuff for some of the J- Japanese games, but whether or not how much of it, we don't know. Yeah, Sony can, you know, cry all they want about this deal, um, but they're the ones who have been trying to, you know, bury Xbox entire last generation. By, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. scooping up all the marketing rights for all the big games that they can get and yep. trying to buy exclusivity on third party, you know, AAA games. Um, yep. So this is, you know, it's really a check on Sony. Once they have this, it, it's really like, hey, guys, like, you know, we're not going to take this game away from you. But if you... You know, if, you're, if you get out of line, like we could, like just you know, let's let's try to let's play fair, let's be nice. You know, we're <laughs> both making a lot of money here. There's no reason to like yeah. try to kill each other. Yeah. You know, and I think Phil Spencer embodies that. You know, in reality and in his personal life, and then on Twitter, you know, where he says his the next game he's looking forward to playing is God, God of War Ragnarok. 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 Yeah. I mean, he's he's not about that console war is not about trying to bury playstation right um so like just just like hey guys like you know there's no let's let's have peace here like we're we're not trying to take (laughs) this thing away from you like why then sony goes and they make this statement saying you know that they that they think that call of duty has absolutely no rival there's nothing that could compete with it But in the same breath, they they talk about how how few publishers can make something like that. But then they name all the publishers making those rival games like EA and Take Two and Epic, you know, games. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 not. They they're just trying to. I mean, they obviously don't want the deal to happen because it puts Microsoft in a stronger position. Like I said, it gives right. them this more this, leverage, this yeah. power leverage over their over them. 
But Microsoft doesn't seem interested in in using it the way that maybe Sony might fear they would. Yeah. Yeah, and you think uh, a lot of a lot of this is also internet charged as well. You know, uh, all this talk of you know, you know, Sony taking games away from so and so, or Microsoft taking games away from so and so. You know, all this speculation that's thrown up on the internet and stuff like that. It, it I think it's a little bit blown out of proportion. You know. Oh yeah. So, oh, yeah. If, if, oh, interesting note about. All this yeah. information that came out. This was from like yeah. the was it Brazilian, uh, I yeah. believe, um, sort of version of the FTC where they're right. trying to yes. you know, go over this deal. Yeah. And all the other companies that they asked these questions to did not have the same type of thing to say. Like they yeah. didn't say that you know, yeah. Call of Duty is has no rival and that there's no one else can compete. Like they were like, no, no, it's it's mm. not really a big deal. Like it's fine. Yeah. There's all these other games out there. You know. Yeah. You know. And it depends on who you are. I can understand why, like the platform holder Sony is, like, they, they make a lot of money off of those games. Yeah. These other guys don't. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so. But also, there's interesting if we want to talk about. They talk about Game Pass in there, mm-hmm. and Sony specifically points out how uh, has captured Game Pass has captured sixty to seventy percent of the global subscription services market. And then they said that, yeah, and they say that the market share in Brazil is even higher, which represents, they said, 70 to 80%, but they say of the PC subscription service market, which is kind of funny that they're like, oh, let's mention specifically the PC subscription service market. (laughs) Interesting. um, That is actually, I think, a more valid concern they have of, you know, 60 to 70%. Let's cut the difference and say 65 percent of the global subscription service market in gaming is huge yeah and there aren't a lot of rivals so you could understand why that's the case because your rivals are what Mm -hmm. ubisoft plus ea play and i guess Uh, now uh, playstation and playstation now was the previous in which now it's playstation plus extra premium yeah uh, which should get them a lot more subscribers and get them more of a, of that share. That's what they're really afraid of. Like Call of Duty will help push that service to a point where Sony's not going to be able to compete. They think. Yeah. Which I'm like, I'm sorry. Maybe just release your games day one into your service, and then you can yeah. compete. You I think you, that's you don't want yeah. That's going to happen. I think I, I, it's going to get to the point where it might not be until like, say Wolverine comes out or something like that, but they're going to get to a point where they're just going to, I'd love to be a fly in the wall over at the executive offices in Tokyo and, and listen to the Sony executives talk about what they're going to have to do to, you know, to counter Game Pass and, and Microsoft and you know, in that sense. And it's going to get to a point where first party exclusives are going to have to go day one to say either their extra or premium services. Kind of like how Probably we saw premium. with the indie. Yeah, but like like how we saw with the indie title Stray, but the big the big guns. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that's the only way they're going to continue to compete, I think. 
I'm sure the there's exe execs of Sony of America are trying with Sony of Japan. They're, yeah, the, they, they're they, having the. Yeah, a, a lot of people out there. A lot of people out there say that PlayStation America, like in 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 the Bay Area, they're its own entity, and they are PlayStation. No, they answer to PlayStation of Japan, PlayStation in yeah. Tokyo, the executive officers. So yeah, just like back in the days with Sega, you know, you had Sega Japan, you had Sega America. Sega America answered to Sega Japan. Sega Japan yeah. was the parent company. Sega in tokyo or uh, i'm sorry playstation in tokyo is the parent company so they would have to get the okay from out here in tokyo so yeah yeah i mean things are changing with playstation so it will probably happen one day yeah. maybe yeah. not day one maybe they'll do what i i hope they do first is six months out these games will come to do, just do something like let yeah. me know any sort of consistent way that your first party games are coming to your streaming service so right now you have no idea when and if these things will ever happen yeah well they're already starting hesitate to get the service well they're already starting to make some strides i mean look at look at how playstation plus is this month compared to say like uh you know uh, in previous months i mean they've got you know yakuza oh. like a dragon this month they have tony hawk skater one and two on there now mm -hmm. You know, uh, so yeah, there those they're... aren't on the the extra service, the premium extra. Those are on the base service, and like that's right. weird. It's not. It's, it's weird. Not the but, same thing. Yeah. But at least they're 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 making some small strides at 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 making the service better. So yeah, we'll see. I have to say that the big difference is that those games are available for this month, and that's it. Right. So like, yeah. if I later decided I want to subscribe to PlayStation Plus, I won't get those games. No. And that's the no. problem. Yeah. Like that's and why like that I that needs Game to Pass. be addressed. Yeah. Yeah. I look at yeah. Game Pass such a great value because like when you subscribe, anytime you subscribe, that's whenever right. you get to that yeah. service, you yeah. have this amazing library that will all that you know most part will always be there and will continue to grow and change in, in yeah. those ways that we expect. Yeah. And you know what I wanted to say about like the you know the FTC thing and like is this a valid reason to make some sort of claim against Microsoft that they might corner the market on the streaming service. Mm -hmm. And, I, you know, I, I, like I said, this is probably the strongest argument, but I don't think it's really a good argument because there's, there's so many ways to access video games, right? Like yeah. physical releases, digital releases, just buying them straight out, right? Yeah. Versus subscribing to the services that these services aren't exclusive. Right. You can access these things in different ways. It's not going to stop people from getting these games in any other way. Right. And will Microsoft have the control of that market in some aspect? Well, yeah, somebody always does. Mm -hmm. You know, Sony controls the console market more than Microsoft does currently. Yeah. Right. So Microsoft will control the subscription service market more than Sony does. Yeah. Um, but it would be ridiculous to act like we could say that, yeah, you know, the FTC should say, yeah, we're going to stop this to prevent the future of Microsoft having the <laughs> predominant of the market, because that's like saying we should have stopped Netflix from having the predominant you know, amount yeah. of subscription services. Yeah. And you can see what's happening now where like yeah, it doesn't Amazon, matter because they're, on, they're yeah. on the decline and everyone else is on the ink up. Disney because, Plus, yeah, yeah everybody. These yeah. things, these things change and shift over time. It doesn't mean yeah. if Microsoft has a hundred million subscribers, that PlayStation yeah. can't someday have eighty million. You know, right, right. 
And that would right. be fine. Both would be making money hand over fist at that point. Right. All right. So that's been the topic of the show. So it's time to move on to our new game releases for the week for August 8th through the 14th. And uh, due to alphabetical order of the picks that we have, of course, I will go first. So <laughs> this week, of course, my pick of the week is Apex Legends. Yeah, of course, it's not a new game, but season 14 is coming. Season 14 introduces the new hero Vantage to Apex Legends roster. The King's Canyon map is also being tweaked. And the level cap is being increased. So the season officially commences on August 9th at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 6 p.m. British Standard Time. So for Android, iOS, PC, PS4, PS5, Switch, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X, and a partridge in a pear tree. Yes. Oh, that was so. cool. I like that like, <laughs> big jump leap there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pretty cool stuff. So I know my son will be playing this day one. So... Uh, yeah, uh, that's my pick of the week. So, and of course, that's, you know, the Reforge Kings Canyon map update. And of course, Vantage, the new character. That's the cool thing about Apex is every season they have a new character and they have all these different abilities and stuff. So, ah, I so love yeah. that type of thing. That was like League of Legends. They always had new characters coming in. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. If I was going to play uh, one of these type of games, it, it would be Apex. That's the one I would most likely oh, yeah. want to try. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I I, mean, out here in Japan, it's like Apex is more towards the junior high school and up ages, whereas junior high school and elementary school kids are still playing a lot of Fortnite. So. Oh, that was cool animation. Yeah, yeah, yeah good stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, Titanfall, I loved, I thought Titanfall was a really fun game to play. And this, yeah. obviously, that's the DNA oh. of this game. So Yeah, there oh. is an advantage there with the... Your sniper, yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. All right. All right. So uh next up, uh, I think it's uh Burley, you're up next. What do you got for us? What's your pick of the week? Uh cult of the lamb. Mm-hmm. Start your own cult in a land of false prophets, venturing out into diverse and mysterious regions to build a loyal community of woodland worshipshire and spread your word become the one true cult it's coming thursday august 11th to pc ps4 ps5 switch xbox one xbox series nice nice Grow uh, i love <laughs> i love the art style on this it's like, come on play us you get to make your own cult <laughs> what's not the love it looks cute is, is it sort of like a like zelda kind of like don't star gameplay yeah, so, you know. it's, it's kind of like Don't Starve. Mm-hmm. I don't even, I don't know what that is. It was a Game Pass game. Yeah. Easiest yeah. way to say it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, just no, like, just like saying it. You just like saying Game Pass. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Well, it's a fun word to say. It is a fun <laughs> word. <to say. laughs> yeah. And what platforms is is this on again, Burley? What platforms? Uh, Can you repeat that? Which, sure. PC, PS4, PS5, Switch, Xbox One, Xbox Series. Okay. Cool. Yeah. This is on everything. Nice. And probably on your smart fridge, too. 
All right. Okay, Carl, you're up next. What do you got for us this week? What's your pick of the week? Two Point Campus coming on August 9th. PC, PlayStation, Switch, Xbox. It's time to spin academia on its head. Got a yearning for learning or just keen to build an educational masterpiece? (laughs) Campus is jam-packed with new creative tools to help you build the university of your dreams. For the first time, build in the great outdoors as you develop your own delightfully educational campus environment. Housing the top teaching facilities in the land. Whether you prefer building on simple foundations or placing every tree, you can build the university you want. Lay down pathways with this new, easy-to-use tools. Plant glorious collections of outdoor fa- sorry, flora. Place flora? benches, fountains, sculptures, hedgerows, even picket fences. The only limit is your imagination and your in-game bank balance. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, this is uh, the next game after Two Point Hospital, another one of these sort of sim, more specific sim type games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, they're always fun. I, I like these type of things. Uh, I haven't uh, played the last one. I, I installed Two Point Hospital and then we never really ended up playing it. Uh, my wife was going to try <laughs> to play it because she likes those type of sim things sometimes, but we cool. just didn't have the time. Nice. Um, this one, maybe, uh, yes, the, the ninth, maybe I'll try it. Although I'm going to jump into uh, a different game. What we'll mention uh, in the Game Pass releases. Yeah. And speaking of Game Pass releases, let's go ahead and get to that. So, uh, Carl, what do we have uh, for the first part of August for Game Pass? All right. We have well, available now is Ghost Recon Wildlands. Yay. I want to play that again. Yeah. Like that. Across uh all the platforms. Yeah. Then on, uh, this is available already now is Shenzhen IO. This is on PC only. Then turbo golf racing as well. Available now on, uh, all the platforms. Nice. And when I say that, I mean, yeah, yeah. That one. Right. Yeah. Is this, I guess this is, yes, it's available day one. So this, this is a new release, right? Is it just coming out? Uh, I thought it was already out, but I might I be know. Turbo Golf Racing. That is, yeah, it's a, a new release because it came out two days ago. Cool. Nice. And then another day one new release into Game Pass is Two Point Campus on August 9th. Yeah. And then, which is your pick yeah, of the week? Yeah. My pick of the week on yeah. all the platforms. Co- Cooking Simulator on August 11th. <laughs> mm. Which I don't know what that one looks like, but you know what? These simulator games are sometimes pretty damn fun. With an animated version of Anson Mount as Captain Pike. Oh, yeah, you know, that'd be a nice crossover. I would love it. Yeah, I mean, just have like this like cameo, like Star Trek Strange New Worlds, because for all of you out there that probably haven't watched Star Trek Strange New Worlds, you know, uh, the captain, Captain Pike, in a lot of the episodes, he's cooking. He's like a cooking connoisseur. So, yeah. You'd be great for cooking simulator. Yeah. And then the game that I am interested in trying is Expeditions Rome on August 11th. That's PC only. Mm-hmm. This is a that this is a turn-based tactical RPG um, based in a you know historical Rome setting. This is one that I had as like one of my picks of the week like a long time ago. Mm. On uh, on PC and I'm excited. I will definitely jump into that next. Uh, 
And then Offworld Trading Company. I don't know anything about this one on PC only uh, August 11th. Mm. Could be interesting. I don't know. I got to see what that looks like. Mm. Oh, it's, just, it's an RTS. Okay, Mars colonization mm. thing. All right. And then there's a couple of smaller things here. I thought it's interesting on the Xbox Wire. Like now that they're mentioning stuff like DLC and game updates. So like mm. Citizen Sleepers getting episode one flux available now that's a free update sniper elite 5 says landing force mission and weapon pack available now hmm. uh so a new multiplayer map that's on there for free and then sea of thieves season 7 which is oh. out now as well nice also part of game pass nice yeah so there you go all right okay so lots that's good stuff. lots of good stuff so the first half of august and of course we'll have another batch coming for the second half of august and we'll be bringing that to you as well so uh, yeah it's good stuff man all righty all right so uh it's time to uh talk about some of our uh, programming notes of course uh we're going to be after this episode of uh, the podcast we're going to be recording our review episode of thor love and thunder and then of course later uh, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be doing uh, uh, recap episodes of uh, of uh, She-Hulk when they come out on Disney Plus, as well as uh, House of the Dragon when that starts on the 21st. We're going to be doing a preview episode on the 20th for our new fantasy discussion portal series. So we're really looking forward to bringing that to you. So House of the Dragon, the of course, the show that takes or the story that takes place uh, about 200 years before uh, the Game of Thrones story, so of House Targaryen. So we're looking forward to bringing that to you as well. So, uh, yeah, oh, exciting she, she Hulk. She-Hulk moved to Thursdays. Thursdays, okay. So from the 18th, I think it is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm happy about that because I yeah. didn't want uh, <laughs> Andor and She-Hulk to be running on, on Wednesdays, like right. dropping on Wednesdays. I, yeah. I, that was so annoying that they did that with um, Kenobi and Miss Marvel. Yeah, yeah. Well, and of course, Andor was uh, postponed. It was originally supposed to start on August 31st, but it was postponed to September 21st. And the first three episodes will launch on day yeah. one so uh, yeah we'll be busy with wow. that so it's looking a, a forward to, to andor a lot to watch oh yeah 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 because I, it's like what how many episodes carl i think 12 or is it andor? 10 i believe I 10. Believe it was 10 okay 10 yeah i say yeah and this is see this is the strategy that that i think works the best in a lot of these shows when you have a 10 episode season a lot like amazon does this and hulu does this a lot where they drop three it, on day one yeah and then go week to week yeah yeah, well, I mean, because if it's 12 episodes and you still have nine full weeks of, you know, just single episodes. So, yeah, that's a long yeah, time. It's, so. it's 12 of season one, 12 of season two. So. Okay. Yeah. So they extended out too far week to week. That would be, um, which is why the, the, we talked about Daredevil, like 18 yeah. episodes. Like there's just no way that they're going to run 18 episodes week to week. Like they're no. going to have to either split it up or drop a bunch, you know three yeah. here do the rest week to week drop three here i don't know who knows yeah we shall see but anyway we'll be covering all of that for you when they come out so look forward to that uh, yeah so uh, of course you know hit those like and subscribe buttons and of course that notification bell because when we drop episodes of uh she hulk and uh 
for example, Andor and House of the Dragon, you will be notified of uh, when we drop those episodes out for you. So, All right. So it's time to talk about what we're going to be playing this next week. Uh, Carl, I'll start with you. What are you going to play? All right. Ready to set Expeditions in Rome is the game I'm going to jump into. Okay. Ready, ready to download and play that. Cool. I don't know if I will try uh, Two Point Campus, maybe because it's a couple of days, it's a day or so before. Maybe I'll, yeah. maybe we'll see if I jump into that real quick. And that's those type of games. Like you can lose so much time in in a game yeah. like that, and yeah. I don't have that kind of time right now. I, yeah, I, but if I did, I would I would definitely be playing those type of games. Yeah, well, me as well because you know all the content that we're doing and stuff, and you know I'm you know, doing all the, the, the editing work and everything for all the content that we do here on the arena production. So time is limited when it comes to, to gaming, but, uh, I think I'm going to try that expeditions Rome, Carl. I, I think that oh, might yeah? be an interesting game. I might, I'm going to try that. I think, uh, yeah, you're yeah, a history guy. you should like it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Uh, yeah. Because I, 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 I majored in Japanese history, but I minored in Roman history. So, oh, cool. <laughs> so good stuff. Uh, either the Roman Republic or the Roman empire, whichever. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Um, so, and then as dust falls, I want to try to finish my second game playthrough. So anyway, Burley, how about you? What are you going to be playing this next week? Uh, well, keep streaming the Quarry and Triangle strategy because cool. I've had a lot of fun with both those. Um, but on personal time, keep up with my Fall Guys daily because mm-hmm. I'm addicted to that. Uh, <laughs> but nice. I also, where, I, where I are you pick, playing Fall Guys? I play either on my Switch or on my PlayStation. Okay, nice. So, it's nice. like I guess cross progression, right? Yeah, that's the nice thing because it all signs in with my one account on all, so it's nice. So like if I I'm at my apartment, but like if I was at my parents, I can bring my switch, hop in, get my dailies done, and track for the weekly and the uh, season progression too. Early, you could bring your Series S too. I could, but that's no matter. I know. (laughs) It's small, it's easy to move. Yeah. Yes, it is. That uh, it is, but the Switch is a little more portable. Yeah. As I, I forget. You can hook that up to a TV. Yeah. I forgot. Although you'll get like super low res, but all right. <laughs> hey, you get you get three you get you, you get four ADI. Right? Ah, beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. All right. Okay, to end the show, it's time for our indie recording artist spotlight. So this week's spotlight is on Icarus. Icarus's music-making process begins with audio and later turns into something visual. Inspired by the French new disco, electro scene, synthwave, and 80s sci-fi movies, Icarus tries to incorporate his influences in both the audio and visuals he creates. From his album titled Dancing in the Dark, and the song is called Chasing Stars. So this has been The Arena, a multi-platform gaming news podcast, episode 98. I've been your host, Expat, along with my co-hosts, Burley of Burleyman Gaming and Turnbase Carl. We hope to catch you in the next one. So take care, everyone. Peace out.